0: Do you want a Scrum Master or a DevOps Engineer?
1: And we are live, The mana Agilis, how are you doing, Richie, you know? We're good. I'm good. Um, just to kick it off, maybe to the audience to get to know you better, you can just uh, start off with your name. Um, but allow me to go first. Hey guys. So my name is Jobotieno. Uh, I'm an Agile Practitioner. Um currently representing the Damana Agilist. The Damana Agilist uh, came into being uh, late 2021 or early 2021 uh, during the COVID era as a way of uh, disseminating information uh, with regards to being Agile and the whole Agile environment. Um, we'll get to interact more to get to know me, uh, but over to you Richie.
0: Okay, so as uh, uh, Job has mentioned, my name is Richie, <laughs> but my full name are uh, what's on my national identification and my passport is Richard Magu. I'm an Agile practitioner, been doing it for a couple of years, and uh, part of this Agile uh, collective that's Damana Agile.
2: Awesome. Dennis. Okay then, so my name is Dennis, uh, Dennis Mongi, also an Agile enthusiast. Been practicing Agile for five years now, cut across different domains. So I'm
1: here to share my experience and see how we can work best. Awesome. So if you're on uh, Agile Ke WhatsApp group and also if you're in uh, Agile Africa WhatsApp group, you should be have you should have at least interacted with some of these fellas, especially Richie. Yeah. So on to the next, Richie, your most Agile funny moment.
0: My funniest Agile moment. Wow. Well, when I was starting out a couple of years back, I think that was 2015, I went into a scrum meeting and I introduced myself as a project manager and everybody looked at me and asked me what <laughs> um I later found out I was supposed to be a scrum master and what that entailed Then, so that's how that was my deep dive into into agile It was really funny uh, some people have never stopped laughing uh, they keep reminding me from time to time so.
1: I know, I know. Especially if you are a Scrum enthusiast and you come in like um, a PM, it yeah. becomes an issue. Uh-huh. And I know that it's going to raise more fires as we continue with our podcast. But you know, your most Agile mom funny moment. Okay, then. So on my
2: end, hmm, I guess uh, if you're in if you're in the Agile space, you will get the joke, because uh, on my part was um, so I did a, a whole. Agile training and everyone was like, yes, we fully, fully get it. Then during a certain meeting, as, um, the manager was actually talking about Agile and how the whole project will be Agile, the actual terminologies were being mixed up. So you, c- you, you could find a scenario where they're talking about the backlog and the backlog is, um, th- they're, they're pointing it out as, um, the backlog being scrum. So I actually had to go back, do the whole training again. And, you know, the, the leaders were like, oh, this is what you meant. You know, as as it normally goes, <clears throat> it's actually very, very easy to learn about Agile. But mastering it is actually now what now makes the fun of it. Because mm. you actually know that. You think you know something, mm. then you come to find out that, oh, no. It was something completely different.
1: Mm. So my most funny Agile moment came when I... Um, I just reported to a new role. So, um, okay, I hope it won't rub off who, because I know the person knows himself. So, you're supposed to, uh, one of the things you know when you come in as a scrum master, one of the things they try to, you know, uh, lay on your head is to try and also, you know, propagate the whole agile. Um, culture across the organization. So one of the things that you have to work with other departments. So in one of the intro, uh, when you bring in the guy, just to let them have a feel. So you know the boss stood up. You know, I oh, want you by next week to be put, have have the boards up there. You know the sticky notes. We want you to see do is you, you know open boards on Jira. Then I think boss, uh, it's not being agile. It's not about having the boards up there <laughs> and the sticky notes. And uh, you could see the awkward awkwardness uh, in the room because there were clash of ideas but i think we learned to live with that um and every day is a learning uh moment especially where you have to interact with um, the big the who is who in the organization now as we go on uh, especially on those funny agile moments they know today in any organization that says that they have you no know, they are fully agile, or we know this, you know, hear about this thing, we're customer-centric organizations. Um, We are shifting from the old waterfall uh, project methodology to agile methodology. So do you think organizations are in that period of time where they are just confusing and misusing terminologies, where buzzwords are the thing? You know, if you come to an organization, someone tells you that's the Scrum Master, that is the portfolio owner, you know, what are your thoughts? Let's start with you, Dennis. Um,
2: honestly depends. There's some certain companies that are advanced or have started the journey much, much earlier than others. But yes, we are in that center where buzzwords are the in thing. Uh, like I, I, I can actually give an example. So from what I believe, if you if your company is working in an agile way, you don't fully have to use the agile terminologies. Once you get to digest what is agile and what is needed from the values and principles, then you can, you know, mix and match it the way you want in your company. There are certain companies who are actually practicing agile, but don't know that they are doing things in an agile way. You know, like true. Get, like getting Very the, true. yes, like getting the retros and all mm-hmm. that in place. They call them different things, but they end up getting the same same results. There are some other companies that talk much about agility, but when you get into the roots, uh, it's a complete,
0: it's a complete mess. So, yes and no. But that, that can be my answer. I think that it's core, <clears throat> the problem is actually culture, because um, if the organization's culture is friendly to agile, then they'll adopt it much faster and much better. And I think this is probably why startups tend to adopt agile much faster and are able to become much more agile, faster than established organizations, because the culture is really fluid and it's open and it lends a lot of support to agile principles and and that. and, and, and And this tends to be the rub, especially with large organizations, when they now have to adopt agile or an agile way of working it runs counter to established cultural norms. They may mm. not be explicitly stated, but uh, you'll find it's like seawater meeting, mm. fresh water, and then mm. you have a
1: big problem. And also I tend to think maybe, um, some the confusion tends to come, I think, with the selection of uh, the agile framework. Because so there's something that Dennis said. Uh you go where do you always go back to? And this is what I always tell my my clients and the people I deal with, where do you always go back to? So there's you're always a reference point, the agile manifesto with its Key four values and the supporting twelve principles. Then, if um, if you are applying Scrum as a framework, then you have the Scrum Guide to guide you. And one thing I always say is that Scrum Guide is never, you know, is not cast on stone. So it's just supposed to guide you, especially in the talk on in terms of terminologies. So, especially particularly in roles today, you hear things like um, Agile coaches. You hear things like, uh, especially Agile coaches. But in the Scrum Guide, Agile coach is not really defined. So then how uh, it, maybe Dennis, you can pick it from there. In terms of maturity, how then do you mature? Then realize, ah, oh, we need this role, huh? We need this role, huh? We need this supporting role, but still ensuring you are working within the agile framework. Okay, then. So
2: that's also another question that has so many answers. So it's actually based on what the company culture is like, just as uh, Richie has pointed out. Because number one. Um, when you're dealing with this whole, <clears throat> this whole diverseness, there, there are different ways to, to think about it. So the first bit will be, you can actually start with one single team and get to know how they are going to do things in an agile way. Then actually upscale it to different, different teams. Cause remember, it's all the whole organization that's going to be in an agile way, you can choose one project and that project to run in an agile way and have help from leadership to actually say that these guys are experimenting on something and they need your assistance and so that we see if the agile bit works. There is another way you can think about it where now the leaders themselves learn about agile and start planning things in an agile way. Then from there, they cascade it down to their different functions. So it's a mix and match of the company culture and knowing how you're going to place it,
1: Richie, what's your way? I
0: was about to give a phrase. Uh, something I was reflecting on actually this morning, which is culture comes from the top down. Uh, so just as Dennis has mentioned, if the leadership understand what needs to be done, and not sticky notes and and uh, <laughs> and uh, and boards. Um, it's easy for them to then form an environment that enables people to then adopt Agile. And especially if the leadership understands they don't know everything because <laughs> we, we know people have been practicing Agile 20 years and some of them admit they're just scratching the surface on some areas. If, if they admit that they don't know everything, then... It leads to a learning environment so people then can experiment with different agile approaches and uh, basically move things forward
1: talking of agile uh, sorry talking of culture and um the different approaches so in most instances you find that in terms of from an adoption approach it's normally from a bottoms up and you find teams and organizations struggle a lot in terms of uh trying to get the rubber to no, to gain some traction on the road. So then again, there's the pressure from the top that we need to do this. And sometimes, especially, and allow me to mention this, especially from the moment Safaricom said that they are fully an agile organization, and you could see the rush from all other uh industry uh players trying to come in and say that also we are agile. But if you go if you go to the ground, we don't say took a ground nitofauti. No. Know? So in that sense, how then can you help such organisation? Because again, no, there is a pressure from the top. I've always done this thing this way for the past, I don't know how many years. Today, you are telling me that this is like one hundred pair sonar doll instead of headaches. So, where do you find the sweet spot? Uh, apparently,
0: <clears throat> people do find the. Let me let me use a phrase. The the rivers do <laughs> flow through the mountains. Uh, the water is not impeded. It finds a way. And uh, what comes to mind is actually, there was a time I was in an institution, i would name it, that had adopted safe. I did some work there. And what I observed my first week there was that um, people had actually found a way to blend Agile with the bureaucratic old way of working. And then they would use the terminologies from Agile. So everyone said, oh, we are going to a P.I. event. And... Yes, it's supposed to plan what's supposed to be done over a period of time, about uh, three months. But you then realize, here, we're just going to ratify what I want to do and to be given the resources to do it. And then I'll run it in a mini waterfall for the next three months. And that's what I observed. Because people had figured out, okay, the management or the leadership want us to say we are agile. And the way they've said we're going to be agile is using safe. I'm not going to fight it because I need the job. Uh, so I'll just adopt the terminology, but things will still work the same old way that they used to work before. And mm. then you basically get lackluster results, which is what was being observed. Okay. Dino. Um,
2: uh, it's a hard one. So just as Richie has pointed out, you can actually loop and get a sweet spot. But the problem is agile is all about being What's, what's the outcome? You know, it's not, it's not about just following the values and principles. You can follow them, but nothing actually translates, you know. So it, it, it depends on what outcome do you actually want to get? And the mere fact that when leaders understand that Agile is not a silver bullet for everything, then now that helps out. Then the last bit is in regards to, you know, psychological safety. In most companies that have that whole miracle approach or they're a very, 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 very big company, it reaches to a point where if you go against the leaders, then that's an issue. For companies that have adopted Agile, it reaches to a point where I can actually go and tell my manager, no, this is wrong. Can we do one, two, three, four without getting any beating afterwards mm. or you know, your bonus being reduced or mm. anything? So it's all about getting that whole psychological safety so that you start breaking the bounds of you know that whole culture mm. then moving slowly to you know the leaders understanding what they're supposed to do and pushing
1: on. Yeah because I tend to think there's always a confusion on what it means to be agile. And for most people when it, when you talk about being agile, it's about having a whiteboard and sticky notes and um, columns through which you know tasks move across. But I think um, we tend to most people tend to miss the essence of agility. Because the essence of agility is it, it, become, it then enables you to become more productive and proactive in how you do your work, how you interact with people. But there's still a lot of misinformation on what agility is. People still miss the element of um, to be able to embrace change, to be able to react to change. How do you then um, bring in the conversations of value rather than uh, value value outcomes rather than task outcomes, things like those. And maybe that's why sometimes people still see agile as something that is meant for the technology space. Yet agility has, we've seen agility work in areas in marketing, areas in HR. So maybe, do you think for an organization that is just starting out uh, to embrace agile, who are some of those key collaborators within the organizations that they need to bring on board and they need to make accountable? Because sometimes I think, um, the whole and it happened to me in my previous in a, in a previous organization that I worked in. The whole weight of agility and its adoption is on the Scrum Master and stroke Agile Coach because sometimes again as you mature, you realize that you also need an Agile Coach. And you know, if you if you've done if you understand the concepts, um, the values, and you understand where the Agile Coach comes in. And then it misses the point where again HR you no. Know, doesn't get the point why why of the role they need to play, the role where the CEO needs to play. What's your take?
0: It's interesting you mention uh, it, it being an IT thing because I think the roots of Agile were mostly in software development. Some people are still stuck with it because <clears throat> I've also observed where people, you say you're going to do things Agile in the organization and then it's tied to digital transformation where everybody thinks, okay, now we are going to go digital in all aspects, even HR, and when they miss the point, as you pointed out, it's just a way of working that basically creates value incrementally or other way that works best for everyone. Um, To to your point earlier about um, where does it start, I like using the example of, let's say you're going to coach your team members on, say, Um, something as simple as how to operate the new access system in the organization. You don't need to hire an individual to come and then train everyone on how to come in and get out of the office every other day. You train one person, that person gets good at it, maybe he gets locked into the office for a couple of hours one night, he learns how to uh, bypass the system or the escape code, he passes this knowledge on to two, three other people, those two, three other people, coach other people. And I think with Agile, it's the same thing. One person infects one other person with the agility or the knowledge of Agile. This person basically spreads the knowledge and then this goes across domains. It moves from IT to HR, depending on where it wants to start, IT to HR to finance. A finance professional takes it up, finds a better way of working in, say, bookkeeping and applies Agile in that, in that space. and Gradually, depending on how quickly this is adopted, the entire organization becomes agile. It's something they find themselves doing as opposed to a destination that they arrive at. Mm. And then for me, that's how they should approach agility and they're working with agile coaching and all that.
1: True. Sure. Build on that bit of destination where, you know, and it happens. People put like a date on it, you know, and then automatically you have a target on your back. True. So uh, on my end, um,
2: honestly, I believe it starts with you. Having that you've read about agile, that it really doesn't matter if your company is agile or not, but can you start making either your your team or your department start working in an agile way? So it starts with you. From your personal life, then you can push it to the work life, because that now you now have now that understanding of, yes, I can do one, two, three, four. I've actually had scenarios where guys have actually planned events using either Kanban or, uh, or Scrum, or even a scenario where you just take certain principles from the from the Agile principles and it actually gets to something. So I know the journey is long and hard, and if there's anyone out there who has started doing Agile, which is like the the first step for nearly everyone, you just start by doing. Then from there, with time, having that in agile, it's all, it's all about uh, getting, you know, that incremental step. Then you're actually going to reach a point where you you will now start being agile. Mm. It, it won't be like tied to just doing agile, but you're doing it and you're actually getting the the
1: value that is needed. Yeah. So maybe as we head towards the home stretch, maybe one of the things that we need to um, touch on, especially because right now. Uh, if you look at the market, people are actually shifting. Okay. And, um, maybe we need to con- contact, uh, look at the context. Um, it's, it's a very, you know, those sal- salty topics people don't want to touch. And, you know, because of maybe relationships we have in the industry. Let's look at, because when you talk about agile, and one maybe I'm just talking from my perspective, especially in, a value delivery manner, because it, it's all about value delivery. Do, when do you draw a line between project management and product delivery, and where's the, where's the where where's the balance? Because sometimes it's very easy to confuse. Because I'm, I've been in a situation where the squad has um, the project manager, the squad has uh, the product owner, the portfolio owner, the scrum master, the team. How do you balance that?
0: Well, maybe I could weigh in on that because <clears throat> I've been a project manager longer than I've been a Scrum Master. Mm. And I haven't stopped being a project manager. And I never will. Mm. I know this will sound like it's uh, heretical to mm. some people,
1: mm.
0: but I don't think it's a case of yin and yang, mm. where Agile and, and project management, if you can say, mm. are complete polar opposites. Mm. I think um, both have value that they add to any initiative. Mm. Of course, there are areas in which one plays strongly than the other, and I think the the value that of of each is what people need to understand and when True. to bring them into play. Because mm-hmm. I've been in situations where you have to deliver something, and the person you're delivering to cannot get agile, even if their grandmother's life depended on it. And you have to tailor things to their circumstances because uh, they are a key stakeholder. And you now need to then switch off agile mindset and switch on a bit of more project management. And then there are those who um, are, are really well attuned to project manage to to agile. Excuse me. And just like the the the, the first story I gave you, I walked in and said I'm a project manager. And there was no room for those people there. They were ready to run in an agile manner and they had scrum masters. They had the rules. They had the culture in place. You then able to switch gears and move into agile as well. So I don't think they're totally that cross purpose. It's just a question of skills and uh, choosing when to apply them.
2: True. And and just adding on to what he he has pointed out, because ideally, he has mentioned like nearly everything, have all those people sit in a room. Have your ways of working known. Mm -hmm. Then from there, it actually clears the air in future in case there are some some cross paths. Mm -hmm. So ideally, as a scrum master in that scenario or as a project manager in that scenario, you need to first sit down, assess what everyone does. Then from there, when you call them, it's actually easy for you now to tailor, make it and say, for this project, this person and this person will be the lead. Why? Mm -hmm. This person will be doing one, two, three, four, and four, five, six, seven. And this is the person will be doing all that. Mm. Because remember, in the agile way, it's never about who is in the lead. Mm. It's all about all of us. We have that collective accountability for the long, as in for, for the actual value to, to be seen. So once that is put in play and everyone understands, yes, then the
1: rest is... Um, I totally agree because um, I think when people... People sometimes tend to hide behind um, terminologies like agile and term, I mean, people see someone say, no, that's the agile way. And I used to have a lot of that's where I used to work and I tell them, no, no, that's not the agile way. Someone just simply using agile, you know, it's, let me say weaponizing agile to get their way done. But ag- when it comes to agility, there's a lot of conversations that actually go through. And... I think maybe one of the biggest mistakes that sometimes happens is people, people are quick to jump into engineering before taking care of every other aspect around it. What are the different conversations that need to occur? Who are, the, who are your different stakeholders that you need to actually, you know, you need to keep informed and things like that? Have you mapped out your different stakeholders? Who do you need for this? They may not be in your day-to-day running of the team, but you actually need them, especially when it comes to decision-making. And just trying to keep them in the loop, and ensuring that whatever you're doing is aligned to what everyone is doing. So so sometimes, like we're saying, people say, ah, it is, you know, you're going to hell. That is not agile. But again, if you go keenly and look, again, I always say go back to your agile manifesto. Look at the four four values. Look at the 12 supporting principles. Then if you are the if you are one who's who applies scrum, look at the four five scrum values. Then look at what does scrum say about this? What does Scrum say about it? And I always say Scrum is never is not really prescriptive and is not explicit on certain things, but it will give you a, a guide on how to do it. And maybe to transition now, as we come to an end, um, and I'm going to go back and maybe we'll build on this, uh, you know, upcoming podcast where maybe we see shifts in roles. Okay. So, you know, we see organization that we're now we're now agile, from today, we're agile. So, so-and-so now you are the Scrum Master. So-and-so, you are the product owner. Like you said, you might be a very good project manager, but you may not really understand what is required of the product owner, right? So you say that, Richie, you've been the project manager for the past X years, so today you become the, automatically you are the product owner. Um, Dennis, you've been a business analyst for X number of years, so you would automatically become the Scrum Master. What is the problem with that? Let me start with you, Richie. Um, Beyond the skill sets, because I think, People try and
0: window-dress that problem by taking someone to a scrum training, a product owner training, or even paying for them to to attend the training. Um, The underlying problem is mindset. Because for someone to play the role, they need to get into a certain mindset. And so for them to get into that mindset, they need to, if I can say, deep down within themselves, believe in what they are going to do in that particular role. Until that happens, it'll, you'll you just be playing charrettes. Um So if someone, say, wants to be a product owner, they need to understand what the role of a product owner will be, what mindset they need to to have, what values they need to espouse, and what behavior they need to now start exhibiting. And then they ask themselves, am I ready to do this? And if I am, then what do I need to start doing? And then the knowledge will come uh, they'll seek the knowledge, they'll gain it, and then they'll start playing their role productively. But by changing title, and this person has not gotten into that mindset and started exposing those values, you'll just have chaos.
2: True. So uh, just um, another another thing is, um, in regards to being agile, it starts with yourself. Just as Richie has pointed out, it's really hard for you just to change titles and for you to be okay with it. It has to start because, let me give an, an example. I had a scenario where I trained a scrum master who had just come out from campus with no experience and now she's actually killing it. You know, there's this thought that when you have this so much experience, you should be like the best person in this specific role. It could be true, yes, but it starts with you yourself. If you understand and get the mindset right, then it actually will not hinder you with all the other things that come. And in regards to Agile, having that it's people-centric, you actually have to have that key value to learn how to talk to people, how to understand people, how to break down things. Mm.
0: Yes. Before you say something, I want to piggyback on something Denny said, which is I've been doing trainings on Agile, and one of the things I've been telling my trainees is if you're to live with anything, understand that Agile is... By humans, for humans. True. You lose sight of that, that's it.
1: Yeah. The people concept, because I always tell uh, in any, any of my engagements, if you're going to do Agile, the people have to be at the center. The processes, the tools, they'll come later. But if you miss the people concept of it, then you start losing the whole conversation. And maybe in closure, um, do you need technical skills? Let's say, do you need to have been a developer to be... A product owner to be a scrum master to excel as a product owner or a scrum master. So I'm mentioning those two tight two roles because those are the main roles uh, articulated in Scrum Guide. But for you to become excel in that environment, do you need to have, let's say, technical? Skills? You have to have been good as, as a programmer. You know, in, uh, someone tells you you've gone to an interview. Sometimes you know if you cannot, be, if you cannot really uh, configure. Uh, you know a build pipeline or a release pipeline and ensure that the CI they continue cont- the CI CD all those tools man you cannot be my my scrum master you cannot be my product owner you want to be of value to me what do you think?
0: Do you want a scrum master or a DevOps engineer? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that would be my answer.
2: Hmm. That's Daniel I don't think there's coming back from that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay, I think that summarizes it. Um to all to everyone who took time to download and listen to us, um nisana, Sana. And uh watch out uh, for our next podcast coming out in the next three weeks. Um so a big thank you to Semabox Box for hosting us. Um who else do you want to send your shout out to? To everyone
2: who loves Agile.
0: My shout out <laughs> is to the fourth man in the room who couldn't make it, Ed, you know yourself. Get well soon. Hope to see you on the next podcast. Awesome.
1: Thank you all. See you soon.